Welcome to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. ISFA exists to serve industry professionals involved in the fabrication of manufactured surfacing materials. With each episode, Behind the Surface inspires fabricators to take their business to the next level. Now with your host, Nancy Bush. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the Installing Profitability series brought to you by our friends at Baca Systems and ISFA. I'm Nancy Bush and I'm again joined today by Eric Tryon who has over two decades of professional success as an entrepreneur and founder of Premier Services. True friend of our industry, Eric serves on the ISFA Board of Directors and will attend ISFA's annual conference October 17th through the 19th in sunny Clearwater, Florida. Eric, I can't wait. If you didn't sign up, email me to see if we can squeeze you in. You know what, Eric, we're getting really close to being uh, maxed out, which is exciting. Uh, so also, if you can't get in on the Clearwater event, our next roundtable will be in Knoxville, Tennessee, September 27th through the 29th. We'll be discussing sales and marketing as well as planning for growth. And we'll be visiting the Crossville Manufacturing Facility. There's nothing like learning how a product is made to help tell the story as a trusted advisor for your customer. Today, though, we're discussing identifying and targeting large customers. And Eric, it sounds like you'll be going over lightly the blueprinting ideal prospects for your company, identifying the problems you can solve for your prospects, and anticipating financial and infrastructure requirements. Eric, that's a lot. There you go. That's all we need. You just said it all. So nice. We'll see you in Clearwater. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so this, Can't this wait. Is, this is one of those topics, Nance, that um, it sounds great on paper. It sounds easy. And everybody gets really excited to go get that really big account. Uh, and everybody's really enthusiastic. And the whole team is jazzed up. And then you know, fast forward uh, two months later and oh my gosh, what a different story we're telling, right? And it can be an absolute disaster. And, and unfortunately, I've seen this time and time again where there's not enough scrutiny done on the front end and um, that ends up coming to haunt uh, the fabricator that was so excited just weeks or months before. So um, just like anything else, let's be a little bit more proactive and less reactive and, and kind of think this thing through um when you do this and you know we've been we were fortunate enough over the years when we had our business that uh we did have some very large accounts and we got better at this as we went um and i think the you know the obvious one is hey a, a big box type of account and i know um there's been enough banter through the industry and on industry forums uh you know buyer beware because it, it is it can be a lot of heavy lifting so what we're going to do in the workshop is is we're gonna take you through, and again, I, I, I speak from, you know, learn from my um, failures or scars, wounds, whatever you wanna call them. We, we continue to redefine how we did this as we went along. And I think we did it fairly well uh, as time went on because we had uh, some really uh, great customers that were fairly big in scale that were, um, very much a blessing to our business, but it didn't start that way. Uh, there were absolutely some bloody noses uh, along the way. So we'll talk about that. So the first thing we're gonna do is, you know, we'll talk about what is the right profile customer for you? 
Um, and again, I see a lot of mistakes made and, and we were one of them where you just say, well, we're just going to go get, take on this big account and not necessarily understand, you know, who we are as a fabricator and where our strengths lie and making sure that those parallel with what the customer needs. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, let's say you're not really, um, your strength is, may not be in installs, right? And if you go get an, an account, a large account, and they require your strengths to be at the installation, um, that may not be necessarily a good fit, right? So the first thing is, you know, thinking about where your strengths lie as a business, uh, where your weaknesses are, and we want to marry and go find the right type of businesses that are going to be a good fit for us. So when we do finally go through uh, the courting process and the vetting process, and we, we, we get somebody to finally agree to do business with us, you know, there is more likely we're going to have success and both parties are going to benefit from it rather than having complete disruption, right? So we'll talk about how do you, you know, look in the mirror, identify your, your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, and really get that down first so that when we do go to start look, looking for and, and, and prospecting and finding these accounts to the right one. So that's the first box we got to check. The second is, uh, as you mentioned, you know, what problems can we solve for our customers? Um, and I will tell you over the years, you know, there are many times where we did not get the business or the opportunity the first time around, but we knew what our strengths were. We knew what the problems were for the prospective, you know, whale that we were going after. And we knew that we were a really good fit. So it was just waiting for the opportunity um, to be able to come in at the right time and, and believe it or not, and we've had, we had this happen uh, probably on a half dozen occasions where, you know, the prospect or the whale called us back because they were just so frustrated with their existing supplier that they missed the mark again and again and again. And they just got to the point where they got really frustrated. They couldn't take it anymore. And, you know, here you go. Uh, you're up. Let's go get this thing. So um, I can remember one of the examples where um, the incumbent fabricator just couldn't hit the quality tolerances that the customer needed. You know, they needed to be within an eighth of an inch because all the all the projects and the jobs they were doing were being shipped all over the country. So they didn't have the means to be able to make on-site adjustments uh, at remote locations. So if a uh, piece or project was off by more than an eighth of an inch, they didn't account for that and it, and it caused a lot of headaches and problems for the customer. Um, so understanding, hey, what are those problems that you can solve? Um, sometimes it's install, sometimes it's timeline. You know, you the, the, the existing provider has gotten so busy, they've taken on more work than they have the capacity to do. And now they're running into huge timeline issues. You know, I know right now that that, that seems to be a resonating theme with a lot of uh, customers that they're really busy. Well, that's going to impact customers, right? And if customers can't uh, tolerate those extended timelines, that creates an opportunity if you have the ability to do it. So uh, the best way, and we'll talk about this in more detail, of how can you identify and solve problems for your customers, it's really a novel, very innovative idea, Nance. This is like state of the art. How do we do it? We ask. We just ask them. Don't be shy. We ask. Hey, what is the biggest problem that you guys have with your existing supplier? 
Oh, nothing. Everything's great. Okay. Let me ask you the more creative way. If you had to fix one thing about your existing supplier, what would it be? Right. And, and eventually we'll get there and, the, and they will volunteer the information. Sometimes we have to get a little bit creative on our questioning and our probing, but, but we can get there. And then the third box that we're going to look into is, okay, assuming we found the right uh, prospect in, in our whale hunting and assuming they fit the strengths of our company, it's where we want to be. Okay, what are the infrastructure needs that we're going to have, both from a human capital perspective and you know, equipment capacity, right? What are those capacities from the people to the equipment to the uh, production capacity? We need to understand that and we need to understand it uh, very, very uh, accurately because if you go into this blind and all of a sudden, you know, your customer, let's say you're used to producing 500 square feet a day in your production facility and customer agrees to do business with you, take it on, Next thing you know, you're looking across the, the table with your leadership team and uh, this customer comes to the door and the requirements, the first uh, 10 days are 15,000 square feet, right? Very disruptive, right? So that, that is going to be something that's going to have to be uh, taken into consideration. So understanding what those needs are and, and a, a sub of that category would be you know, whether you want to put it in its own category or blend it with this is what is the financial impact and the financial needs of this uh, endeavor? You know, okay, we're going to go down this path. Are the terms that we're going to get paid going to be extended that are going to require cash flow infusions into our business in order to handle this? Um, what are the capacity needs of cash flow? If we're going after, let's say, larger commercial accounts, well, there may be some bonding requirements that we haven't thought about. So we've gone through all the, the pain and suffering and, and, and tracking and courting and massaging and loving and getting them right to the table. And they say yes. And then we find out that we don't qualify to do their work because we don't have the bonding requirements necessary. That would be a shame. So in the commercial world, that's a very real thing. And you need to find that out on the front end and, and, and all these things together uh, in orbit, you know, the more thorough we can be and confident we can be answering those questions, the more likely we're gonna have success in this arena. So that's what we're gonna talk about in the workshop. And as always, we're always gonna encourage, you know, some case studies. And if you don't have any, I'll, I'll share some of my own. Uh, I always have a plan B, Nance, as you know, always plan B, but I always love to deal with real life situations. So if you think that this is something that would benefit you to work it out and, and do it in a you know, somewhat public forum, I would love to be the, the moderator facilitator to help any fabricator do that. And uh, you know, one other thing that we'll, we'll, we'll probably mention in the workshop as well is you know, this is a patience thing. It takes time, it takes a dedicated resource of a team usually to do this. It's, it's not something where you just flip the switch and you say, okay, uh, we, we handed in our, our um, bass fishing gear uh, in freshwater and now we're going after, you know, large bluefin tuna in the ocean. You know, it is not something that just happens overnight. It, it's a well thought out plan. It's going to be uh, much more prosperous in the long run for everybody involved. So it takes time. Uh, sometimes it's a six-month deal. Sometimes it's a year deal. Sometimes it's a six-week. But the more that you can, you know, 
force your team and your mind to think in some of these areas, the more likely you're going to be set up for success. And unfortunately, I've, I've heard a lot of horror stories and seen them firsthand of uh, somebody or a company thinking they're doing the right thing and they're so excited about taking this on and it ends up, you know, really taking the company to its knees and ultimately even closing doors sometimes. So we want to make sure that we're, we don't do that. We want to be educated. We want to be smart about it. We want to be thorough. We want to be proactive. So that's what we're going to be talking about in our workshop. Meetings. And what day is that workshop going to be? You're going to have well, to remind. You know what? Gonna... That's, that's going to be on September 14th, Ooh. 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And if you're not a member and you're interested in becoming one and joining us for that workshop, uh, you can shoot me a line at nancyespinel.org. I guess, Eric, that's why they call it a ladder and not a light switch. <laughs> and the right. term is climb, right? So it's not race. Um, so it's, it's exciting and inspiring as always. Uh, thanks again for joining us today. And our series sponsor, Baca Systems. And uh, for the latest updates and in-depth feature stories that matter to fabricators and other industry professionals, visit surfacesmagazine.com. Eric, have you checked out our magazine website yet? I haven't been on the website, but I do read the content of the actual magazine that shows up. You know, the printed thing, it, it might be old school, but it sure still seems to be popular. That's for sure. But we do now have a, a dedicated website for the magazine, too. So a lot of Eric's information uh, is floating around out there and also on the Ispanel website. So check them out. And Eric, I will see you on September 14th. Excellent. Have a everyone's going to bring all their problems to you to, to climb the ladder together. Story of my life, Nance. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To hear more in-depth viewpoints, gain actionable insights and powerful tools to help you succeed, subscribe to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. To learn more about ISFA, visit our website at www.isfanow.org.